Hello and welcome everybody to the Rogue Valley Role Players. My name is Ben and I'm here with Rosemary, Austin, and Nick. We are a little short-handed tonight for Valley of Famine because Ed and Trisha are currently celebrating their anniversary. I won't tell you which anniversary it is because I don't know how long it's been. Happy anniversary. But yeah, happy anniversary, Ed and Trish. Yeah. Again, we are here to play Valley of Famine. We are the Rogue Valley Role Players. Uh, we're using the Deadlands Reloaded uh, setting and the Savage Worlds Adventure Edition uh, rule set made by both made by Pinnacle Entertainment Group. They're awesome. You're also going to hear some sound effects in this episode and in all future episodes. Those sound effects are brought to you by Plate Mail Games. You can check them out on Drive Through RPG or Battle Bards, or go straight to their website at platemailgames.com, which will then direct you to one of those other two websites. So. Uh, <laughs> Uh, once again, my name is Ben. I am the marshal for the game tonight. I'm Rosemary. I play Deputy Rachel Jane Kennedy. I blanked on my character's name for a split second. <laughs> I'm Austin, playing Macario the Clown, who doesn't take crap from anybody because he's got enough from his bowl. I am Nick S. I am playing Haru Matsuhara, the Harrowed Samurai. And I'm Lazarus Black, and I'm the real star of the show, as everyone knows. And uh, so, yeah, you're at the Medford Iron Dragon train station. You're standing there next to, to Ross, who's just looking out at the, uh, the, the tracks and, and beyond, smoking his cigar. And uh, you ask him, you know, what are you doing down here? What's going on? And he just responds, Joe Kelly gone missing. After a pause. This morning, I guess. Did anyone see her get taken? Not exactly, but she was hanging out at the station by herself. And, uh, been here trying to ask for clues, but. Most people come and go it's from uh, Medford. It's been hard to track anyone down who was a witness. Well, Joe had talked about that she might get snatched by whoever's kidnapping people along the rails. Did she leave the sign like she said she would? What sign was that? I can't remember. That ain't a very good sign. It was a... Uh, she was going to leave the flowers, remember? Oh, She's going to leave the flowers, I think. Flowers? Yeah. Really? That was your plan? That was your big plan? That was not my plan. Hey. It was a plan. They, these are very long-lasting flowers. Very long-lasting. Okay. It's still a shitty plan. I think it smells good. <laughs> Can I roll to see if I notice a flower dropped somewhere? Sure. Five. All right, you do not notice a flower dropped anywhere. Well, she's just gonna kind of do that whole like thinking pose, you know, 
glance around the station. You think she vanished on the morning train? She had a ticket for the morning train. When's the next train come through? Not till tomorrow. Where is this morning train heading? Portland. Well, I'm assuming you sent out search parties around town looking for her. No. Do you know for a fact that she was on the train, Ross? I don't. Well, maybe we should verify that she's not in town first before we just think she's gone missing. Poor Ross is not a very good sheriff. I want to go back and talk with uh, Billy up in the office and see if he can help me organize some search parties. We'll look for her in town first. All right. Try not to get my new deputy killed. I'm sure Billy can handle himself. Uh, that's a lot of confidence you have there, deputy. That was very uh, sarcastic. <laughs> A stone-cold killer like you must have chosen a strong and brave deputy. Brave, maybe. <laughs> I, uh, first of all, I don't know how I should feel about that statement. Second of all, I chose him because he likes talking to people, and I don't. Well, that's good. Maybe someone Billy talks to will have seen Joe. Maybe. So, uh, how's the town of Copper? It isn't. Yeah. It's filled with possessed dolls. Looks quickly around to make sure this platform's and clear. And not shouting that to him. I'm sorry, what did you say? Um, perhaps we should do this in a more quiet location, deputy. You know, many ears. Yeah, it's probably a conversation we want to have from private. Let's just say copper is a ghost town. Fuck. That ain't good. Macario lost his horse. Ah, oh, shit. I'm sorry, Macario. He, he was my only friend for many long days, but uh, he went pretty quick. I guess that's a good thing. And uh, his killers are, are gone. Oh, good. Well, you, you look tired. Why don't you get some sleep? Send out some search parties. Look for uh, Joe Local Lack tomorrow. And uh, you can tell me about what happened. And uh, unless anyone has anything else they want to do, you all leave, head back to your homes. Um, I was going to say, Rachel might swing by the sheriff's office if Billy's still there. Yeah, Billy's probably still there, getting his, uh, his desk all set up. My desk. It's my desk. Hi, more. Scout comes patting in. Well, howdy, Miss Kennedy. What brings you back to the sheriff's office so soon? Ah, uh, Billy, uh, sorry. I just wanted to apologize for my rudeness earlier. Just took me by surprise is all. That's fine. I understand. Do not used to seeing a new face here in the office with Sheriff Ross, but that's okay. I understand. I'm an right honorable sort, and you'll get used to working with me. That's fine. I'm looking forward to it, Billy. I'm sure you'll do a real good job as deputy. I can only hope. I mean, I do appreciate Sheriff Ross giving me this job. Sure beats, sure shit beats the, ooh, pardon my language. <laughs> beats uh, helping my father around the farm. That man was a slave driver. <laughs> the smell, the strong smell of whiskey 
and cigar smoke heralds uh, the presence of Sheriff Abraham Ross as he comes walking in while you're bantering back and forth. He comes stepping in, looks at looks at you, Rachel. Looks over at you, Billy. Billy's just doing his thing, you know, while talking. Tugs on his hat and goes to his desk. Sits down in it. Promptly pours himself a whiskey. Billy, how are you at organizing search parties? Well, I can talk to everybody in town, see if I can get a bunch of people together. It won't take but a couple hours to make sure I can round a bunch of people up. What time of the day is it? It's evening. We might have to wait till morning, though. Most people are either to bed or at the saloon, and not much use for looking around for people's Yeah, I guess we'll have to search in the morning. Um, reason to believe that one of our reporters has gone missing, Miss Joe Kelly. You know her? Oh, I know her. I know her right well. She uh, interviewed me when I got this job, and my hoot, she was just wordy and long-winded. She just kept asking me a bunch of questions. I wasn't sure quite how to answer. That's because she's a reporter, son. That's uh, that's what they do. Well, I think she might have been taken against her will on this morning's train, but got to confirm that she actually ain't here before we can run around making accusations and like. Well, shoot, I'll I'll get together a search party first thing in the morning. You just be, they'll have a crowd of people right out in front here. Thanks, Billy. Now, if you don't mind, Sheriff Ross, I'm gonna head to bed so I can be right as rain for tomorrow to gather up people. All right. See you bright and early there, son. Yes, sir. Shuffles out the door. As soon as he's out the door, Rachel's going to start moving his shit off her desk. (laughs) It's all neatly organized in, like, nice little piles and everything. He even has a pile that's marked Deputy Rachel Kennedy, and it's just, like, all organized. I I actually picture Rachel taking her arm, just sweeping it all off the desk. I don't know if she would do that. All right, so you walk over to Billy's desk, and you're just shoving shit over. I'm not just shoving shit over. I'm just taking his neatly stacks of paper. I'm opening up a jail cell, and I'm setting his stacks of paper on, like, one of the cots in the jail cell and reclaiming my desk. And I'm taking my stack of papers that Billy organized, and I'm... Respreading those across my desk, how I had them before. You're in the process of doing that when mm-hmm. Ross says, Deputy, mm-hmm. put Billy stuff back. Mm, no. That is not your desk anymore. It is so my desk. You don't use it, I Deputy. I do use you it, You don't fact. use it. I you do. never used it. I have so used you it. You did paperwork once. That's using that my two desk. two years ago. That was not two years ago. Deputy, put Billy's stuff back now. He could have at least given me some warning about hiring on Billy as a deputy and some of the things I knew when I came back into town. I didn't think you'd put up so much of a fuss about it. Of course I would. I'm your deputy, ain't I? Yeah. Yeah. Sheriff can have multiple deputies. Well, you never had multiple deputies. A little heads up would have been nice. Well, you're uh, off and about on your own errands or... Uh, following up on other things I felt it was uh, wise to take on another deputy to handle the mundane stuff Ross you may know about the occult the strange definitely know how to drink and shoot a gun smoke a cigar 
but sometimes you sure shit don't know how about woman and she'll pat her leg at scout and just head out the door <laughs> and Ross just like <sighs> takes a long drag on his cigar sip of whiskey and then flips open his ledger and goes back to work I should say he pulls his ledger out of a drawer sets it down flips it open where are you going? Mm, probably home if it's evening. Okay. You're uh, riding up on your, your homestead when Scout starts growling. Scout? And he's kind of gets down low and he's fixed up ahead at the, the homestead. So she's going to pause because she trusts her dog. She's going to say, what is it, boy? He, he growls, snuffs, and then turns and runs off. The opposite way of my house? Uh, not necessarily opposite, but kind of like maybe towards a little stand of trees that he's been known to play in. I'm going to draw retribution because I don't know what's in the house. And I'm going to kind of whisper shout, you know, get over here. He doesn't come back. Scout! God damn it! Did I see any? Uh, yeah, you can see there is someone sitting uh, on your porch. See a figure. But I can't make out who it is. No. I'm gonna call out and just say, Who's there? Deputy, I've been waiting for you. Recognize the voice? Yep. Is it Scout? It's Scout. Uh, she's going to holster her gun and just say, what are you doing out here so late? I came to speak to you. I could not find you in town. So I came here and waited. Well, I was busy. Clearly. Um, I understand that the uh, reporter, Ms. Kelly, has gone missing. How would you know about that? I have been searching... For the spirit of famine that I spoke of through the hunting grounds. And I saw its servants come to Medford and take her. And I saw their path as they fled. You know where Joe Yes. Well, shit, where is she? Where'd they take her? To, uh... Listeners, I'm going to butcher this name, and I apologize in advance. They took her to Alawim Chadis. Um, I think McLaughlin, the mountain. That's that's what uh, your people call it, right? Uh, yes, I believe so. They dwell at the base of the mountain. These things that took Joe... Yes. And you know this because you dreamt it? Um, my body was asleep, but my spirit traveled through the hunting grounds and followed them from afar. Well, you're probably right, but I'm going to have Billy search the town regardless, just in case. It is a waste of time. The longer you wait, your friend will die. Well, thanks for the... Information. If you go there, as I hope you will, 
that you will find that spirit that threatens the valley. I brought you this amulet to help. Another amulet? It's actually the same one. I don't remember. Did you ever give the, the old one? I think you gave it back then. Okay, and then, yeah, he's... Again, this will help you. She'll reach out and take it. Any reaction from her? You don't feel anything. Interesting. Well, what will this spirit look like? It'll be terrifying to behold. But spirits are... are not like you and I. Not like mortals. They're not bound by one form. They appear as they desire or as they are perceived. Well, it's late now, so... Probably right out in the morning, then. Very well. Are you going to come with us? I am an old man, Deputy. I would only slow you down. I don't know. Sure seems to know a lot about these spirits. There is, there is knowing, and then there is doing. Age has sapped the strength from my bones. I would be nothing more than a liability. Well, it's your decision to make. I thank you for taking this this task upon yourself. Uh, don't thank me yet. It ain't been completed. <laughs> well, I thank you for trying. Hmm. If you don't mind, it's late and I'm finding a bit of a cold, so... I'm going to head on and of course. get some rest. Do you need an escort back to town? I'll, I will be fine. I know the ways to my camp. Well, I wish you good night then. Good night, deputy. Or may I call you Rachel? We'll see. And she'll just move on into her house. She's a little cold towards him because he drugged her the last time they spoke. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he leaves, heads off towards uh, Taylor Rock Mountain. Mountain. Table Rock. Yeah. <laughs> um, gonna, um, and not long after he departs, Scout comes slinking back in. He's he's Scout. all muddy and gross. She's going to say, you, you big old silly dog. What do I keep you around for anyways if you're just going to go run off and get muddy anytime there's a hint of trouble? Oh, he gives you a big old slimy lick. Ugh. All right. Good boy. Come on. Let's go to bed. I was rolling for how long I sleep because I think Haru would actually be spending any time that he wasn't doing his resting. Mm-hmm. Like, wandering around listening to if there were anybody just talking about the disappearance of Joe Kelly. Sure. Uh, how long do you have to rest? Two. Yeah, you rest for two hours, and those two hours are not pleasant. Describe some sort of nightly torment that Lazarus puts you through. Um, I think actually at this point it would be, um, like, the, like, he'd see in a foggy mist rolling through on just an empty void almost, but on one side is, uh, through the foggy mist is, um, like the coastline of Japan, but on the other side is Rachel. And every night he's like, he stops and he's thrown into a torment of not knowing what to do. You know, he's, he's, he's got this duty that he's got to perform, but he's always been told, you know, by people that when you find somebody, mm-hmm. be with that somebody. But then 
after a while of being torn between the two, Lazarus says, and you can't have neither. <laughs> and as he holds up like a mirror and shows like super hair, like a, even more so than he actually is harrowed version of Haru. Mm-hmm. He's like totally rod and totally disgusting. Rod and disgusting. And he's just kneeling on the ground crying. And All right. Perfect. And then yeah, start awake with Lazarus. Just kind of like, <laughs> in your ears. And then I don't know if Harrow can cry, but like he, nope. Yeah, so but he'd he'd feel, like he'd feel that that ache, that ache. Like his chest is feeling tight, even mm-hmm. though you know no pain can make his heart. You know, it's, it's, he just it's like that knotted feeling in your gut. And he stands up, puts his boots on, and just walks out the door. Macario. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you're uh, you're at home. You're trying to sleep. You've gotten Don uh, settled in in Guapito's old stall. Aww. He's even got Guapito's old blanket. Yeah. Oh. It's colorful. Yeah. Aww. What are you doing? You, uh, you got him settled. Now what? Yeah, Macario's going through his cupboards and noticing that just everything is rotted. Yeah. He basically is out of food at this point. He doesn't even know he's going to feed Don. He's like, I'm going to have to dig up some grass from the snow and hope that it's still there and edible edible, and chop it up and give it to him. And what am I going to eat? Yeah. So he's kind of fretting about that. Um, like, uh, lady, I, I tried to solve this. I, I don't know what to do. And there is no answer. I don't think that would be that weird, honestly. Probably not. <laughs> He's not used to getting answers. Getting answers is like, you know. Right. Once in a great while. But you kind of, maybe you touch that flower that you've got pinned to your, your shirt. You feel just a little better. Uh, yes, the, the ghost flower. <laughs> I... I <laughs> Don't know what to do with it, but it's still here, I suppose. Uh, some sort of comfort. I should visit Crater Lake. Uh, oh, but I, I'm sure something else will go wrong. There's something always goes wrong. He's kind of starts talking to himself. <laughs> and eventually you go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Roll a guts check. And by guts, I mean spirit. Add your grit. Um, six plus four is ten. All right. Your dreams are troubled and unpleasant. You see the valley, and it's full of color. And then you see wolves, but not wolves. They're covered in fur, but they run on hands and knees. Their faces, animalistic skulls, bearing sharp fangs. And they come... Uh, rushing down upon the valley in great hordes. They leave They leave in their wake a trail of gray and dust, and they set themselves upon all that they can reach and devour them and leave only bleached white bones behind. And they don't stop. They're never satiated, not until every last soul has been consumed and all that is left is colorless. And then you wake up. Oh boy. <laughs> that was definitely a vision. Dippy. 
Give me a spirit roll. Add your uh, grit. Uh, also a 10. You are troubled by dreams as well. You're patrolling the streets of Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. And uh, people are walking around the streets, and you see your friends are there, and Ross is there. And they're, you know, you're, you wave hello, and then gunshots ring out, and you see Macario fall, and there's just pow, bang, 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 a chorus of shots. And you see one figure on the other end of the street just come walking out, firing again and again and again. You see Macario fall, his heart pierced by a bullet. You see Daisy, her head just explodes like a ripe tomato as a bullet takes it. You see Ross go down as he goes for his gun, turns and just gets riddled with bullets. You see innocence falling everywhere and there's just blood flowing and drenching, staining everything red until it's just you and this figure on the other side of the street comes walking towards you, both guns drawn against you. What do you do? I kind of go to pull my guns mm-hmm. um, and like draw back against this figure. Mm-hmm. And as I look closer, I realize that it's me. Exactly. And you wake up. Yeah. And it's next morning. Great. Here, the caw of crows in the trees. Um, it, where it's Scout doing? Is he on the bed with her, or is he like scratching at the door? Uh, you're probably on the floor, and Scout is on the bed. <laughs> Fair enough. She's gonna get out of bed, search through her cupboards for coffee. What coffee? Yeah. Great. One of those days, a scout. Scout's like nosing at his kibble bucket or whatever you've got for him. I feel like she would feed him just meat, probably. Yeah, yeah there's meat's all gone bad. Come on, boy, let's go see if we can find some grub in town. She'll get dressed and. Yeah, right you head into to town. town. I think you all meet up in town. Daisy's at this point like staying at her house. She's got to fix another mess that her inventions left. I would have been in the the um, saloon of the Jacksonville Inn. She's probably going to swing by there to look for a breakfast. Uh, you, you see Macario walking down the street with his bowl. <laughs> Co- collared and leashed with a saddle on it. Yeah, people are giving you some sad eye there. What color is the bowl? Um, I'm picturing like a... It's jet black, but it has kind of a brownish red spot um, around its face that kind of goes off on the left side. Just sort of like... So Rachel's going to kind of... I'm picturing her on her horse. Mm-hmm. Um, just call out, good morning, Macario. Uh, uh, good morning, deputy. <laughs> I, you sleep well? Uh, slept. About the same for me. Had some uh, some sort of nightmare. I'm sorry. Uh, it's okay. It's a nice bowl you got there. Are you taking it to the butcher shop? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, I I want to keep this bowl. Uh, you know, I it gets lonely, and 
And I feel, I feel as though, you know, I find this, this bowl right after I lose Guapito, it feels like fate, you know? <laughs> Ghost footprints and all. I, 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 I tend to trust ghosts. Perhaps I should not, but I do. You're going to keep the bull? Oh, yes, yes. Um, but, but I can't keep him at home. I have to bring him with me because there is no food at home. I, I, I checked and everything, everything was rotten. Yeah. Uh, you might want to be careful about leading that bull through town. Meat. Meat. You know, there's a lot of folks hungry. Meat. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh. She's going to gesture to the two men on the porch just chanting, meat, meat, meat. Yeah, Macario looks over his shoulder and he sees a guy with like a, a big old fork for like barbecuing. <laughs> just kind of like licking his lips, looking at the wall. Yeah, what you see is like two two Viking looking guys. <laughs> They've got like a long sword and everything. Just, meat, meat, meat. <laughs> and then Dennis Quaid shows up and herds them off screen. People saw me bring the bull into town, and I was afraid if I leave him at home, someone will sneak in and kill him. I mean, yeah, that's also true. So, I mean, if I get desperate enough, I, I suppose I will, I will have to eat him, but I, I, don't, I do not want to. Don't gives you a very alarmed look. <laughs> Like, like he's just kind of been passively like sitting there and like chewing his cud, what little he has, and then yeah. you say, "I guess I may have to eat him if I have to." And he, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I like Don. Uh, he and I get along very well. Uh, oh. not, not as good as Guapito, but uh, nothing will be as good as Guapito. I'm sorry about your horse. Uh, me too. <sighs> I'm on my way to the. Uh, saloon to see if they have breakfast at the hotel. Oh, uh, yes, I will come with. Uh, I could use breakfast. I had nothing to eat last night. I just drank some water and... Yep, I'm out of food myself. I'm going to have to stop at the store and see if there's anything left. Uh, yeah. Uh... I, I, I feel I should tell you about my dream later, uh, but but not right now. Let, let's get breakfast first. Yeah, there's some stuff I need to talk to you over breakfast, too. All right, so you go over to the Jacksonville Inn. You go inside, and you see Haru sitting there. It's got a empty whiskey bottle on the table and then, like, a half-finished plate of food. Uh, Rachel's going to sit down, kind of nod towards the food, and say, you going to finish that? Yes. <laughs> I will order you some, though. Yeah, food costs ten times the listed price in the book now. Uh, and you hear from outside the saloon, Order me some, too, Haru. I can't let my eyes off my bowl. <laughs> so it's five dollars for breakfast. Oh, okay. Haru would be paying for Rachel. Oh, you're going to pay for Rachel's breakfast? Yes. Aw. Here, catch! He tosses it over the saloon thing. The little pouch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Rachel's gonna, like, you know, eat for a little bit, kind of focused on eating and drinking as much coffee as possible. And for the amount of money you paid for that breakfast, <laughs> it's not a lot of food, and it's not the freshest food. I mean, yeah, it's the middle of winter, but it's also kind of like, it's got that slightly moldy taste to it. Mm. Haru doesn't care. Well, yeah, all right. Yeah, Haru doesn't care, but actually, the two of you, like you, you know, you're scraping those plates clean, yeah. but 
you're also, you know, like you're taking them by and going, mm -hmm. So uh, how, how populated is the salute right now? Uh, it's probably not that busy, really. Like, like most people don't even have money to go to the saloon to pay five bucks for breakfast. Mm. Okay. Yeah, he's, he just comes in and sits, sits next to you guys. Uh, I saw a skull last night. She's just going to say to Macario. Oh, uh, Skell, the, the, the holy man. Yeah. The uh, shaman who healed you. Yeah. What did he say? What did he want? To be precise, he said he knows where Joe Kelly is, that a spirit's taking her up to Mount McLaughlin. Oh, well, I wish I would have known that. I would have told that new deputy, Billy. He was in here earlier, rounding up people and asking all sorts of, like, who's good trekking, who's good this, that, the other thing. I said, I will be there when the, when my deputy shows up. Not yeah. this newcomer boy. I think you can't hurt to have Billy check in town just in case, but Skull sounded like he was pretty sure she was at Mount McLaughlin. Being held by spirits, he said. Which mountain is McLaughlin? Big one. That one. And it looks like there are plenty of forests between here and there. Oh, yeah. Lots of forest. Uh, are we outside? The, we'd have to have left the saloon at this point so you guys can point this out, right? Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, I look around and make sure nobody's looking. And I say, uh, I, I had another uh, dream last night. Like the first dream, the one I told you about. She's going to nod knowingly and say, fresh my memory. Well, uh, you know, the, the lady, she showed me a dream of this valley uh, where brother ate brother and the ground was white and the sky was nothing but black. And I saw that again last night, but it was not, it was not men eating men. It was... Not wolves, but creatures like halfway between wolves and men, like men wolves, and and they they killed everyone, they ate everyone, and they left only white sand in their behind them. That's not good. I think it was a vision of some sort. I I think so. It's hard to say, you know. Yeah. But I, I can't ignore it. It is it's too much. Too, too, too much the same. Yeah. And if we go through woods where there are wolves, wolves that we have seen before, that carry terrible diseases, I must assume we will see more. You think the lady's warning us not to go to Mount McLaughlin? I think the lady is warning that if we leave, someone else will come. Well, the way I see it, Miss Kelly's in trouble. Skell says she's at McLaughlin. So far, he hasn't steered us wrong. I'm kind of hoping if we take care of these spirits for him, he might be able to, and she's just going to kind of gesture her head towards Haru without saying anything aloud. But it'll kind of give you a knowing look. Well, I, I just think that 
if, if we are going to go, we should plan a short trip and we should be back soon. How far away is McLaughlin from Jacksonville? I was afraid you were going to ask that, and I did not research it. We're going to need to plan foods for this. More than anything we get is going to rot before we even get to the mountain. The way things have been here in town. Yes, things have not changed after we defeated the, the creature on the island, as, as I hoped they would. Uh, I think that was only a minor inconvenience. Perhaps Skell was also just testing our ability on a lesser demon when a much greater spirit was present. Oh god, I hope what we face at Crater Lake wasn't a lesser demon. If this is this this other spirit seems to be growing in power, maybe we stopped a rival of sorts, if you will. A power struggle. But when we end it when we killed the one this one power grew tenfold i hadn't thought of that what happens when we kill this one then who knows i just know that evil must be slain immediately people are starving i i am not convinced that even killing this evil will stop the starving i i we we need help we need help from outside we need protection we need food we do not have enough here. Well, that is the issue. We must stop this, uh, you said Skell called it a spirit of famine? Yeah. Well, that's a good place to start with, ending the struggles with food. It's 48 miles to uh, Mount McLaughlin. We're probably gonna need at least a couple of days rations. Yeah, you're looking at pretty much close to two full days travel. I can't think of what we can take for food. We don't want to take more from this town. People are starving as it is. Think of it this way. People are starving, but they can't afford it anyway. We can buy the food and end it for them. I... That sounds way darker than I intended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was meaning it more of like <laughs> kind of a heroic inspiring, but that ended up more like, nope, let's kill everyone. <laughs> Maybe there's a little bit of Lazarus Black influence there. <laughs> I, I have some money saved up. Uh, let's go see the sheriff real quick. Okay. The sheriff? Mm-hmm. Kind of imagine outside the sheriff's office, Billy's got like maybe like ten people rounded yeah. up. And he, he's like, all right, everybody, now we're going to split this this whole town and whole area into sections. You're going to take the northern section looking for Joe Kelly. You're going to take the southern, and uh, you took the other. You two take the other two directions. Oh, hello, Miss Kennedy. I got a group all rounded up to look for Miss Kelly, and I'll be, uh, I'll be uh, much obliged if you offer your assistance in directing this uh, posse. Uh... Much obliged for you getting this organized, Billy. Um, something's come up. I gotta talk to Ross about it. There's a chance we might be leaving town, though. Can you handle this search on your own? Oh, shoot. I can handle all these crazy people. I mean, I love every single one of them. I mean, Miss Marjorie just had a baby. Uh, sucks that she can't barely feed them, though. But we've all pitched in a little bit, getting her food and what's up when we can. Well, this reason why we're leaving town, we're hoping it might lead to a little bit of relief in terms of food shortages. Ah, you want to 
a mission to go see if we can get some supplies from another town then. Uh, yeah, I'll let you see Mr. Sheriff Ross as happens to be inside. Um, I'm going to get this, uh, well, this group all sent off their different directions. All right, people, let's move out. Rachel's going to, um, she will um, not wave goodbye, but shake Billy's hand. I don't know. She will say goodbye to Billy. Well, I hope you have a nice, safe trip, and be careful. I've, I've heard some strange howling in that late at night. Billy, you don't know half of it. She'll go in. I'll say. take your word on that. All right, I'm going to keep control of this group here and check in with Sheriff Ross every so often. And why am I partnered with him? I don't even like him. You're going to be partnered with who I say you're partnered with, and that's just going to be the end of it. <laughs> 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 you walk into the sheriff's office and you see Ross is working on his ledger and if you keep teasing the ledger at some point I'm going to have to find out what it is mm-hmm. deputy sheriff sheriff I have something for you sheriff oh Macario I didn't see you behind <laughs> Rachel I, yeah she has grown very tall it's, it's quite strange <laughs> Uh, maybe she just stands up straight now. I mean, you are small. I, I'm a little bit small. So, uh, I want you to take this, and Macario hands him a promissory note for $400. What the hell is this, Macario? Sheriff, I know you are a big, tough guy, but I think there will be trouble in town soon. And I want you to use that to hire someone, have them come on the railway and protect the town while we are gone. Because I think something will happen soon. Well, that's, uh, that's mighty kind of you, Macario, but it's also kind of my job. Sheriff, keep the money, hire someone, because we, we may not come back, <laughs> but if... Where are you going? What, are you, what, what is all this? Um, Miss Rachel is feeling unobliged to speak for herself, but she had a meeting with that, um, the Skell, if you remember him, Native American fellow. I don't, as I've never met him. We've talked about him. You have mentioned him before, but I've never met, met him. Anyway, Skell says that, uh, some spirits of famine have taken Joe Kelly up to Mount McLaughlin, so... Spirits of what? Famine. We figure we go up to Mount McLaughlin, hopefully find these spirits, kill them, find Miss Kelly, hopefully alive, come back to town. Hopefully there's more food, or at least it's not rotten quite so much. And hopefully there's a town to come back to. I'm sure you've noticed food storages in town, Ross. I have noticed. Yeah, well, if we take care of these spirits, it might help with that. (sighs) All right. Billy's organizing the search here. Seems to have it well in hand. Unless you've got a different lead on where Miss Kelly might be. I'm inclined to take Skell at his word. Well, you just be careful then. Uh, and Sheriff, uh, maybe uh, maybe buy just a little bit of some, maybe some rice. Have some of that shipped along the railway. If there's enough money left over, that is. Okay, I'll do that. J- just a stock for the town. I... I'll do that. I can see the town's defense. That's why I'm here. All right. Thank you, Macario. Uh, you're welcome. All right, you saddle up, buy some supplies, 
and you head out into that dark forbidden forest. So you're running out, you pass through Medford on your way, following what little trail there is. Um, as you do, you, you, you're riding through the downtown Medford and you catch sight of uh, Arizona Red kind of riding into town straight to the nearest saloon and hitches her horse up and walks inside. Is that like a really unusual sight? No, I mean, it's just thus far she's been a really sketchy person, so I, I figure you're kind of taking notice of her whenever you see her. We're on our way out of town, right? Yeah. Yeah, she'd probably just kind of know that she's gone into the saloon and then keep riding. So you're traveling through the forest, and it's, uh, you know, it's snowy, and it's always that, that oppressive feeling like it's looming over you, waiting. You're hungry. You're all hungry. That first day is pretty uneventful. You don't see any signs of wildlife around. No tracks or anything like that. It's pretty pristine, but, uh, yeah, you set camp. And, uh, Haru goes out for three hours. I'll take first watch if you want, Macario. Uh, thank you, deputy. All right, so you're watching for three hours. Go ahead and give me a notice roll. That's snake eyes. All right. Yeah, I think you're probably looking mostly in the fire, kind of contemplative. Uh, and it's it, not only is it spoiling your uh, your night vision, but you're just kind of like just checked out. So Haru, your regular nightmarish hell that Lazarus puts you through is a little different this time. You're uh, you're at home. And home is this weird blend of American and Japanese architecture. And when you look outside, it's not Japan that you see, but kind of like a swampy bayou almost, but with cherry trees and, and stuff and blossom around. So I, I take it as it's an odd blend of Japanese landscape and by you. You're standing by the door and you look back and you see Rachel sitting in a chair by the fire. She's holding a child. And there's another one sitting on the floor nearby. Reaching a hand out to like, like not like to touch her, but more of like what's happening. And I'll walk closer and Rachel turns, looks to you, and smiles. And that's when you hear the roar of a cannonball and the sounds of muskets firing. And your house explodes in fire. You're thrown to the ground. You look up, and Rachel's mangled body lies nearby, still alive, still trying to move. And you see soldiers dressed in blue marching forward on you. Rich, Rich, Rich. Why? We, what? Like a, a rage, an anger is slowly encroaching on him, and he looks to these soldiers in blue, and just bellows out a "Why?" as he pulls his swords. You charge at them and you slaughter them. There's blood everywhere. Your blades are just flying. Um, and at the end, you know, you're standing alone. The ruins of your house and fire, your family dead, these soldiers dead at your feet, and that 
that rage does not dissipate. That question is unanswered. And then you sit up and you're awake. I think he'd actually move to just sit near Rachel at that point. Mm -hmm. A semblance of comfort. Anything happen while I was out? Uh, no. Pretty calm. Good. You alright? I will be fine. Um, Lazarus is, um, if I were to give him any compliment, is a good tormentor. Uh, do you want me to sit up with you for a bit? That would be, um, appreciated. You know, there's, uh, something I've been meaning to ask you for a while. I'm... Oh? Grew up in the Midwest. I traveled out here, but haven't traveled that far. I was just curious about your home. You are curious about Japan? Yeah. What would you like to know? What are the... Are there any... Flowers? What are the flowers like? Oh, many. Most common are uh, cherry blossoms in the spring and summer. That's not a flower. It's cheating. It's a flower until it becomes a fruit. Bah. We also have roses and chrysanthemums. Those wonderful flowers. Uh, We even... The women in our, my country uh, do a uh, an art where they arrange flowers. They're trained from a very young age to do so. And their gifts and arranging mean different things based on the way they present the flowers and give flowers. That sounds lovely. Uh, I am putting it far too simply. There's a lot of rules. Yeah, well, you are a simpleton, so... Tell me more about your homeland. I think, like, Haru would share, you know, tidbits. You get the feeling that uh, as much as he he expounds on the beauty and the wonder and greatness of his country, but he also talks about the the strictness, the 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 regimented ethics that they all have, that there's, you know, that's why he doesn't show a lot of emotion, why even when he's pained or sad, he right. retains it all himself. And you get you get the feeling it's a very dual. Even though there's, they they worship the idea of no duality. There's a lot of duality. Uh huh. And then Rachel is definitely engaged with this conversation, but also at a certain point you kind of feel like you know her head kind of starts leaning down towards your shoulder, sort of thing, and you get the sense that she's starting to drift off maybe a little bit. But also he'd lay her down because she's bored just because yeah and he's just getting tired he, he'd just be comfortably laying up when she'd start again that way lay her down on her bedroll and put her asleep and then he'd start stirring the fire and watching it himself yeah and as she like kind of falls asleep she'll like murmur like i think i'd like to see japan one day hey make a spirit roll at oh, negative shit. one negative one uh-huh uh ten all right, you have another nightmare, another bad dream. Do I get to describe it? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's definitely about Haru. It's like she's kind of in this, you know, it's like she's kind of dreaming of like maybe of 
like Japan, like kind of how she imagines it. And then um, maybe she like turns to like say something to Haru because he's there with her, and she looks around and he's. It's Lazarus Black standing yeah. next to you instead. <laughs> that would be good. You know, and she's like looking for Haru, she can't find him. Sort of. Yeah, everywhere you think you're finding him, and then like you, you know, you clear a corner or whatever, and it's Lazarus Black standing there, and everywhere you turn, it's Lazarus Black. And then um, she pulls out her gun and shoots Lazarus, and then she's and Haru's body that falls Haru. to the ground. Yeah. Why, Rachel, slump. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Roll me a spirit roll there. Minus one. That's a juicy two. All right. Oh, no. Roll a d20. That's a 14. All right. Yeah, you wake up frightened, panicked. You have a terrible, terrible nightmare. We'll have you describe it in just a second, but uh, for the rest of this adventure, you're going to be, you're going to have the hesitant hindrance. What does that give me? You take the lower of two cards. Okay. That's brutal. All right. So he's frightened. I think he has a dream where he's back on his family farm. And he's just a little boy. He's just been put put to bed for the night. And uh, when his mom leaves, he hears a bunch of rustling and, and like ripping through the house. He gets up out of bed and goes check. She's gone. Everything's destroyed. And uh, when he looks outside, there just is nothing. It's just pure black. Like, there's no ground or anything. It's just the house, and then it's just pure darkness all around. And he's just completely alone. And he doesn't... He Weird sounds are happening. And he just feels completely unsafe and vulnerable. Yeah, that's right. when he wakes up. Mm-hmm. And dawn comes... First rays of the sun on the snow, it's a little blinding. The only sounds are the, uh, the crack of trees and snow, the cause of crows and trees. And there's uh, not a whole lot of other nature sounds going on now. Can I see a crow? Probably. I'd like to shoot it. This is time I'm actually serious okay. for food. You can eat a crow. Squat! <laughs> I think that might be breakfast, gentlemen. Breakfast? That, that that bird? Yeah. She's gonna go over and gather up the crow's body and pluck it and cook it. It's gross. What? Yeah. Like you're I, you, I, I, you must have got you must have shot the leanest, most gangrenous crow there ever was. Will Scout eat it at least? Scout turns his nose up at it. Oh boy. Uh, I'm deputy. sorry, Scout. I don't. Are there any other crows around? Not anymore. Deputy, I do not think you should eat this crow. It is very gross. Have some of my food. <sighs> Appreciate it. Of course. Anytime, Rachel. She's going to take half of the food that you give her and give some of it to Scout. So you press on for the rest of that day, and you're getting closer and closer to Mount McLaughlin. And that forest is looming in ever closer around you. Sometimes those branches seem like they almost almost reach out and grab at your duster as you're riding past. Um, Not too fun. 
but you're getting closer to the base of Mount McLaughlin. You can see like uh, smoke up ahead, like uh, cook fire smoke. Uh, she'll point it out to you too. Get off of Coon, walk him slowly, moving off of the trail that would be available, and seeing if I can just kind of see anybody ahead as we move, start moving closer. Okay. Kind of, you get to the top of a ridge, and you can see uh, slightly below you in kind of like a, a small clearing, like a little dell or whatever, uh, there's a, a small settlement surrounded by a palisade do i see anybody moving with yeah you? uh mm-hmm. see people walking around there's houses with smoke coming from the chimneys can i tell what these people like look like at a di- at the distance no they just look like normal people is this is this a town you know of i've never heard of such a place i look at the map that I would have bought. Yeah, there's no, no, no settlement marked on the map. Could be out by Butte Falls. Didn't you say? And I don't remember. This is this is this is a way to prelude. Mm-hmm. That Skell said that the servants of the spirit of famine brought Joe Kelly here. What if the servants of this spirit are not spirits? I thought Skull said it was the spirits themselves that took her. But he does speak very cryptically. He couldn't have meant humans, I suppose. What if these people, like, worship this, this... We need to be cautious. I agree. I will go and, uh, At least attempt to speak with these people. You... To watch. Wait for my signal of good or bad. What will your signal be, Haru? Oh, you'll know it. Well, if we see no signal from you one way or the other within an hour, we'll come in after you. I, it sounds very good. And so I, I will start heading towards the settlement. Alright, so you ride out. Down, you ride down the ridge and out into the clearing approach. The I'm leaving Kuhn a, a little bit further away, just... Oh, so you're walking? Yeah. Uh, mainly because I I want him to be a safe distance away just in case these people are hungry too. <laughs> <laughs> and so I walk up. Uh, greetings. Yeah, there's someone that's kind of like on watch of the, the gates to the palisade. They're on like a little platform overhead and they look over. They've got a Winchester rifle in hand. They don't like aim it at you. They just, well, hey, howdy there, friend. Um, howdy. Um, I was just curious about your settlement here. It's not marked on my map, and I saw the smoke, so I was feeling inquisitive. We don't get too many visitors out here, so I'm not surprised we ain't on no uh, map. Uh, this here's Covenant. Welcome. You alone there, stranger? Um, I am uh, traveling looking for food for some of my friends and family back home. Um, tell me, how is your settlement here prospering when it comes to food and shelter? We make ends meet. Uh, we have little to spare, however, I'm afraid. Uh, enough to maybe feed uh, a visitor for the night. Uh, I'll open the gates. I will be much obliged to at least check out your settlement while I'm here. Covenant, you called it. Yes. 
I kind of look at the trail that we had been taking and on my map and make a little <laughs> X on it. Yeah, he disappears from view, and a few minutes later, like the couple guys like push the the palisade gates open. And uh, you guys would see Haru walk into the settlement. He's looking around. I'm, you know, kind of curious about this place. He's. He, I'm moving very cautiously, though. Yeah. Not... This is not a huge settlement. You'd think there's maybe uh, half a dozen families here. Maybe 30 people, roughly. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, people seem pretty industrious. No one's lollygagging around. Everyone's going about their their business. They all show you a, a couple of curious glances, but they... A, a, a polite nod to people who look at me, you know, trying to be polite and courteous, and I... That first guy you spoke to, you know, greets you at the gaze. He's got his, his Winchester slung over his shoulder, and he holds out a friendly hand. I shake his hand, which is gloved, so... Okay. <laughs> I'm looking like I'm dressed for the cold, even though I don't care. I am Joseph. Then you are? Um, Haru is my name. Haru. One of the uh, Easterners, ain't you? Uh, yes, I, but I have been in uh, America for quite some time. Yeah. Well, that's no no trouble, no trouble. I am sure uh, the, the Cardinal will want to speak to you. Cardinal, that's, uh, that's a, a leader of faith, correct? Yes, Cardinal uh, Tobias. He... Uh, Led us here from the uh, the wayward sheep of Salt Lake City, and brought us out here to uh, to the slopes of Mount Sinai, just like Moses did the children of Israel, so that we could make our own covenant here with the Lord. Get out! <laughs> uh, Sign up, player. <laughs> <laughs> player that was not okay drastically suspicious <laughs> character drastically suspicious but is going to like is not going to be rude um i would most like to meet this uh cardinal of course uh right this way right this way i'm sure the cardinal will want to meet you too slowly and you know keep watching the people seeing how they or what, what kinds of things they're doing, like work and whatnot. Ordinary kind of things. Okay. And then heading into the... Uh... Like sacrificing goats? No, they're not sacrificing goats. They're just, you know, fixing and mending and... and Smithing and... You know, yeah, the things, things that a very, very small community would do to survive. Gotcha. Making uh, jams and jellies, you know, sitting in thought circles. <laughs> <laughs> so I go into... Yeah, like, like, okay... On the surface here, I know you're all like getting super, 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 super suspicious and shit. But on the surface here, they just look like plain folk. There's nothing sketchy going on. I, I, I know. That's why he's. That's why he's. He's. He's giving him a careful look, kind of looking around the town, but heading in anyway. He's. He's suspicious, but it's. It's a. It's a. I've seen some shit, and you guys are out in the woods, kind of like suspicious. <laughs> Heads into the the the. the chapel you said mm-hmm. okay well there's like the biggest building definitely looks like it doubles both their town hall and as their their i don't know prayer hall or whatever uh their their temple uh, yeah so uh I, haru goes in to meet this cardinal all right 
Cardinal Tobias, he's a big, strong-looking man. Kind of, it's hard to gauge his age. Um, there's, there's a lot of like age and wisdom in his eyes, but he's got kind of a youthful face. And uh, he gives you a good, strong handshake and says, "Welcome to my community, there, uh, young seeker." Uh, my name is Haru. Haru. Um, and I was just. I'm in, I'm in the uh, area looking for people and food to uh, help my family and friends back home. We are without a lot of food, and uh, the people back home are slowly starving. Are you, your, uh, your friends and family, they live nearby? Uh, we live in uh, Jacksonville. Oh, oh, I see. Well, you've come quite a ways out. We've had to. The food is scarce close to home. I understand the, uh, doesn't the railroad bring food in for, for you, you city folk? It has been slow. Mm. It has not, the, I think the snows have slowed the train down. Snow, um, snow slides and whatever called there are. I'm afraid the, the supplies and surplus my flock has, uh, gathered, it will not be sufficient to help the people of Medford and, and Jacksonville, but uh, I, uh, I can spare a few meals for yourself and maybe some friends. Well, uh, I would have to go find my uh, our rally camp for the uh, for the friends that I, we we all went different directions to look for food. We were we were going to be meeting at a separate location if we found anything. I'd have to go talk with them mm-hmm. about coming back here and seeing what you had available. Well, I can promise you a, a hot meal. I can't, can't offer resources to take back. Apologize. I uh, wish we could do more, but we have to make sure, I have to make sure that uh, my own have, have enough to get through the winter. I completely understand. We... I was not expecting to even find your settlement, honestly. Just, I stumbled upon it while searching. We, uh, we traveled with the rest of the faithful to, uh, the, the so-called promised land in, in Utah. But when we got there, the, the Lord saw fit to give me a vision of his true intentions. And, uh, unfortunately I was not believed uh, the rest were, were content to settle for, for less than the Lord's great plan and, and to believe the, the words of a lesser prophet. So we uh, were outcast from the faith by uh, our fellows. But I led those who, who had the, the strength of character to, to see through the great plan uh, and we were led by the Lord himself to here. This is our Sinai, our Mount Moriah. That's a very uh, interesting story of your long journey, and I am glad to see that so many of you have survived such a long, long trip. Uh, I uh, do not know, uh, know anything about your beliefs. I come from a land that's a little bit different. 
Yes, I have heard, friend, but if you are so inclined, I would be more than happy to teach you the word. I will think about it. Of course. Um, I know you said you need to go meet back with your friends, your, your other scouts. Uh, Mother Clara here will be happy to uh, cook a, a hot meal or a stew or, or what have you uh, when you, you come back. Oh, well, that is most appreciated. I will uh, go meet with them quickly. Godspeed and safe travels there, son. He bows, shakes his hand, shakes the cardinal's hand again, and quickly, quickly but politely, politely leaves and starts heading back to meet up with those two. Yeah, and, every, and everyone here looks pretty religious. Like, all, all the women, they, they wear, like, shawls over their heads. Um, yeah. Mother, Mother Clara, the woman that he pointed out, is kind of this older-looking woman who um, I, th- I think they have kind of like a little almost communal cooking area, and she's just working on like a big old pot of something. Okay. And, yeah, she's got like one of those. She's got like a, a maroon-colored shawl or whatever wrapped around her head. I'll uh, go and meet up with them then, like grab Coon, you know, waving as the people as I'm walking away. And There's a couple of them have gathered. Probably not, like, a lot, a lot, because there aren't a lot, a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I imagine, like, two to four. Yeah, like, four people. Uh, uh, what did I say the first guy's name was? Was it Joseph or Josiah? Joseph. Joseph, thank you. Yeah, Joseph's there on the wall, and he gives you a very earnest, enthusiastic wave. And then I go grab Coon and slowly ride off into the wood line, like I'm disappearing from the settlement's view before rounding back up to the ridge that they were at. I met uh, this, these people, they are uh, I, the followers of a belief that I'm not 100% sure of what it is. Uh, they talk about the Lord, so like Christianity, but... Uh, is it uh, Catholicism? They didn't mention nearly the number of saints and things that most Catholics I have met. I, I Yes, there are so many saints. I, I will tell you about them sometime. But they have offered a warm meal to my friends and myself uh, and a, a warm place to stay for the night. They seem friendly enough. Uh, can't lie, a warm meal sounds pretty good right now. I can't argue with that. A warm meal sounds... Delicious. Uh, Haru, you're staring at my bowl. My eyes are up here. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I just, I feel so hungry all the time and I don't understand. I should have asked Ross, but I am apprehensive. It's getting dark. I see no point in standing out here. Let's ride on into this town and see what these people have. Might I suggest we take a slow way so we get there? I mentioned that I had to meet up with my friends at a rally area and uh, may take some time. Uh, So let's take about an hour before we head all the way there. Your stomach's going to grumble, but... (laughs) All right. So we start... Yeah, you make your way and, you know, you take your time at your leisure, sort of. And, uh... I call it to Joseph at the wall, you know, the the gate. Hi, howdy there! Welcome back, friend! These are my, uh, friends who I went to go grab. Um, we, um... 
It's cold and getting dark, and we are most anxious to have a warm meal. Well, glad you decided to come back. It's uh, just about prayer time. Open the open the door. Uh, the oh, gates. Uh, I have a question. Uh, what is your religion? Uh oh. <laughs> oh. I didn't name him. We are the uh, the Church of the True Latter Day Saints. Oh. They just say howdy and move on in through the gate. Yeah, okay. Yep. Um, I'll move on inside looking yeah. kind of confused. We're heading, I'll lead them to uh, the the town hall slash temple so that we can get the meal from Mother Clara. Yeah, everyone's, uh, you know, it's pretty late. Everyone's gathered at the, the, the church, the I'm temple. I'm really excited to hear the prayer. Uh, yeah, good luck on that. Her specialty is clarified butter. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Give me a Benny. <laughs> <laughs> it was a worthy pun. Yeah, everyone's uh, assembling at the, the temple, and, and Cardinal Tobias is taking the pulpit or whatever, and everyone, uh, you know, they have a prayer. I guess we stand at the back of their little yeah. prayer, and you know, I, I, if he, if you know, Cardinal Tobias notices us, I give him a gentle, you okay, know, he gives you a, a, a welcoming smile. There's not really any pews in here. People are just kind of like setting down on their knees and and, and haunches, and they're reciting respectfully. And, and for the most part, it seems fairly normal. Nothing sketchy. We wait for the prayer to be yeah. over. So wait in respectful silence. And I will introduce them to Cardinal Tobias. Okay. These are my fellow scouts, uh, Rachel Kennedy and Macario Bromista. Well, Mr. Bromista, it's uh, not often we see one of your kind this far north of the border, but it is a riot pleasure to meet you. Yes, uh, very good to meet you. A very lovely uh, church ceremony. Why, thank you. Um... I I have not, I've not heard prayers like this. They are not. They are similar to what I'm used to. I I am Catholic, and uh, Miss, it's a pleasure to see you. I hope the journey wasn't too um, cumbersome. Uh, I've been on worse trips. Slam cut to like you are Wingander. So I'm cut to getting kidnapped and dragged across the wilderness. <laughs> well, I'm uh, I'm grateful that uh, you were able to join us in prayer and in uh, and and break bread with us. Um, if you uh, if you will see yourselves over to the uh, the eating area, Mother Clara will uh, see to it that you get yourselves a hot meal. I have to answer some questions that the faithful have but uh i will be there shortly to to uh eat with you to to break bread and to to say the the prayers of the meal uh stuff things that oh those prayers sound right nice uh so you go and yeah people are are getting bowls of uh of stew from mother clara's ladling them She's like uh, the person right before you. She scrapes the 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 pot clean, gives it to them, and like ladles from another pot that, that's sitting there waiting and ready. I think probably you're you're probably some of the last in line. Um, and so she gives you a friendly kind of kind of motherly grandmotherly smile. Thank you kindly. 
<laughs> you like hold your bowl out for seconds or something? Yeah, practically like if uh, it would be not too much trouble. It was very delicious. <laughs> she gives this wide-eyed look and then refills your bowl, kind of pats you on the shoulder, then gives you a push towards where like they've set out some, some tables and, and stuff. It's been a long journey. I am very hungry. <laughs> and then, Makari, you're up next, and she fills your bowl, gives you a, a polite smile, kind of a, a toothless grin. I'll uh, lift a pinky and start spooning it into my mouth. Why not? Are you, are you going to go sit down first before you start doing that? Or are you just like... Uh, I'll take a couple of sips on the way to the table. Okay. Oh, Rachel is definitely getting food. All right, yeah. Serves it. And... Thank you. You're welcome. How old are you? 983,000 years old. No. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> ah, you look young for your age. <laughs> yeah. Um, unnervingly so. <laughs> Just kind of thinks about it for a second and then... Wow, I think 93? A long time. Oh, this smells delicious. Thank you kindly. You enjoy. She's also going to sip at the stew as she walks to the table. All right, you go, you sit down, you're sipping at the stew. It tastes a little odd, a little off. Still eating it. Uh, but yeah, you're so hungry, and it's filling. Like, like That's an unnerving way to say filling. Like, like deeply so. Thank you for that, because, like, again, deeply unnerving way to say it, filling. <laughs> Like is it's filled with people, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> it's people stew. Definitely they call it beef stew, but it's it's, stew. it's people stew. <laughs> oh my god, it's people. <laughs> uh, hey, you two uh, lifers, uh-huh. roll vigor rolls. Great, great, so great. So, so great. They're going to end up hitting me with like a shovel or something to knock me out. Because they're like, wait, they got knocked out. Why isn't he? How much? He ate two bowls. Why isn't he out like a light yet? I want more. You want to spend a Benny on that? Kind of curious to see what will happen if I don't. I think you want to spend a Benny on it. Is Rachel going to die? There's no take backsies. Is Rachel going to die if I don't spend a Benny on it? You have to find out, but there's no take backsies. Kind of want to know what's gonna happen. There's no take backsies. <laughs> Keep saying that. And I'm serious, dead serious. Okay, we're gonna reroll. I think it's not meant to be. Oh boy. Four. Oh, you just made it. Uh, I'm good. I got an eight. You got an eight. All right. Soup tastes great. <laughs> no complaints. <laughs> So you don't feel these effects until after. They, they put you up in a couple of homes. They apologize, but unfortunately, they can't put you all in one place. They're going to kill us and eat us, aren't they? <laughs> it's made of people. So the two of you are racked by cramps and vomiting and nausea. Uh, this hours later, you're trying to sleep, and you're just oh, you're not feeling good. And you both suffer two levels of fatigue. Ooh. Ouch. 
Rachel, we're going to start with you. Oh, yeah. Roll a spirit roll. Spirit roll? Yeah. It's a three. Yeah, I'm spending a Benny. I feel like I'm also going to spend a Benny. Maybe he'll blow it up. I don't know what I'm rolling a spirit against, but... Are you spending a re-roll or to add a d6? I want to give you another Benny. Okay. Reroll. There we nice. go. Eight. What a D6. Oh, come on. There we go. <laughs> so that's a raise. Macario, roll spirit. Okay. Oh, Benny that. Whoops. <laughs> Snake eyes. Oh, it's locked in. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. You win. Oh, that's so great. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, Haru, <laughs> this is going to be amusing. Uh, you are not affected. You're only asleep for an hour. You're out of it for an hour. Go ahead and make a spirit roll. And roll snake ass. Oh, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> I got a 15. I'm going to add a d6. Okay. That's 11. Add another? Yep. All right. That's 12. Adding a d6. Yep. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. Oh, 13. Oh, boy. <laughs> so Lazarus is in the pilot seat, and we're both puppeted, huh? Ooh, I like that spend this Benny you just gave me so you feel an outside influence speaking into your mind and you can't help but just obey it tells you to head towards the, the chapel and you just kind of get up and zombie like just walk out and Lazarus like hey what what the fuck are you doing what the fuck are you doing what Haru? Haru? Oh, you stupid son of a bitch. All right. Fine. Lazarus Black has to save the goddamn day. Roll Dominion. Two. Nice. Yeah, you lose two Dominion. Oh, that's not so nice. Lose two Dominion? Yep. Okay, I'm at negative four Dominion. You're at negative four. Owie. Yeah. And Lazarus Black is in control. And when we come back next week, Lazarus Black is going to save the day. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in to the Rogue Valley Role Players podcast and listening to this latest episode of Valley of Famine. You can find us on Twitter at RVR Podcast, as well as on our Discord channel, or email us at rvrpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you enjoy our show, please be sure to leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. Any and all feedback is always appreciated. Deadlands and Savage Worlds are the property of Pinnacle Entertainment Group. They can be found at peginc.com. Music is provided by the Eaglestone Collective. They are available at eaglestone.bandcamp.com. 
Sound effects are provided by Plate Nail Games. You can find them at platenailgames.com or at DriveThruRPG or BattleBarge.com. Links to all of these are available in the show description. Once again, listeners, thank you for joining us. I hope you have a wonderful whatever time of day it is you're listening to this, and I hope you'll join us again. Catch you next time.